0: to that week because it was always intense. The man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My my, my favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys, still, but Dante was my guy. Get to because on the Hey there, Marcus Dash here from Chief Concerns. Just want to comment and say, Bet Online is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for football, baseball, boxing, golf, and much more. Bet online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit online, where the game starts. Hey there, guys. Welcome to Chief Concerns, Monday morning tight end. I'm no tight end. I'm Marcus Dash. Uh, Jason Dunn, uh, former Chiefs tight end, will not be joining us. It'll just be me for right now. We're going to talk some trades, and we're also going to talk some uh, Monday morning uh, grades, but obviously it's the afternoon. So we're going to talk about grades from what we saw week five yesterday. Um, And of course, uh, for more Chiefs stuff, go to our YouTube channels, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere else you can find Chief Concerns. So, right away, we're we're, we're reaching uh, trade deadline time. And, you know, people have been talking about moves we could make. Uh, I know Mike Evans has come up, but that's not going to happen the way Tampa Bay's fighting for a spot out there. i write down from people. Jones is another guy that people are talking about. But I'm going to go with some home cooking. I'm going to bring back a guy who has been making the waves on Twitter and Frank Clark. Now, Frank Clark uh, tweeted yesterday something uh, along the lines of something needs to shake up or whatever. And some people are reading that as maybe he can come back home. Maybe Frank Clark can come back to Kansas City. Denver, I think at some point here, they're fielding calls for a lot of guys. Uh, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, a lot of guys, they're they're fielding calls from uh, right now. And Frank Clark is a guy who really hasn't played much, been injured. But that's a guy that obviously was very close to coming back. Um, I think Deitch was talking with Frank Clark when they did their White House visit. And I, I think this is a guy that, now our edge rush, we're going to have Charles Amenehu come back here soon. And I think that edge rush really isn't that big of an issue. However, I think yesterday we played against Minnesota, one of the worst lines in the league, and we weren't really getting back there that much. We weren't getting that much pressure outside of Chris Jones. It seemed like it was just a lot of Kirk Cousins had all day back there to do his thing. I think Frank Clark already knows the system, and you can never have too many pass rushers. I think San Francisco is a great model for that. And so far, you know, bringing in Randy Gregory on top of who they already have over there, I think it's a great model for what they're doing. Frank Clark knows the system, no spags. And just to have a rotation of edge rushers, even if Frank Clark is only giving us a couple, uh, a couple good runs. And then obviously we, everyone knows he does in the postseason. So bringing Frank Clark back would be the perfect ideal thing to bring in. Um, and yeah, he knows the system and he's friends with everybody. And the, the interesting thing was when Frank Clark tweeted that something needs to shake up or whatever the tweet was, someone had added Chris Jones and said, Snow Cold call Jones, bring him back. And then, uh, Chris Jones tweeted, yeah, Beach with a bunch of H's. And then he said, I think we need to bring in uh, Frank, uh, bring him back. And everyone, everyone remembers during the offseason when this whole Chris Jones stuff was going on, this whole cycle of, is he going to sign the extension, yada, yada, yada. You talk about bringing Mike Pinnell and Frank Clark, the two guys he wanted to bring back to run it back in Kansas City. Frank Clark's beloved he obviously never lived up to the contract that he got. However, his stats in the playoffs, and if he does come back to Kansas City, there's a chance that he could be the all-time sack leader in postseason history. And I don't think anybody would would uh, really uh, wouldn't want that. I mean, Frank was great in Kansas City as far as the playoffs. So, yeah, bringing him back. And I think by that point, we'd only pay the remainder of the contract for the season, so the money wouldn't be an issue. He wasn't getting paid that much anyways. So I think Frank Clark would be the guy, the ideal guy i I'd want to trade for. And I know we're talking, uh, everyone's saying, trade for Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I, I, I do think that. Um, I think Kyle Pitts is a, is a great option. Seems like they like John o. Smith more than they like Kyle Pitts in Atlanta, which is odd. But Arthur Smith, that's where I think um, he's got the love for John o. Smith from his Tennessee days. My question is, why the heck do they even draft freaking uh, Kyle Pitts if that's the way they're going to go with it? Um, Donald Peoples-Jones is another guy that I've seen people are, are starting to say that could be on the block. They trade for Eli Moore. You got Amari Cooper there. That could be interesting. One, he's a young guy, but I know everyone's talking about bringing in a receiver and I don't know. Maybe I'm just in the Justin Ross camp, and I think once he gets more targets, more reps, he's going to do his thing. Six snaps yesterday, four targets. He had two drops, but hey, I mean, Rasheed Rice had a, had a few drops in his uh, first few games. The young guys are starting to get them. But the thing that really uh, stands out to me, which is why I could see us going for a receiver, which I don't think we are, but a good argument for that. Um, I saw somebody from Airhead Pride uh, tweeted this earlier. Very interesting statistic. Um, yeah, the statistic here is Sky Moore. This is based on the Sky Moore MVS aspect. And if you look at MVS every game this season, he's logged two catches or less. Insane. I don't know why. He's making a lot of money, about uh, $11, 12000000 million a year. Highest paid uh, receiver we have. Two catches or less a game for five games. And then uh, Sky Moore, three of the five games has one catch or less. Two games with zero and then one game with one. But this is the interesting thing about Sky Moore. And, you know, some people said that coming from the MAC to the NFL might be a big thing, you know, might might be something that, you know, that, that's a big step up in competition. But anyway, Sky Moore has run 127 routes this season. Five of them have resulted in a first down or touchdown. Rasheed Rice has run 66 routes this season. 11 of them have resulted in a first down or touchdown. I think Rasheed Rice only played thirty percent of snaps yesterday. So at what point are they going to unleash the young guys? I don't know. Um, yeah, Chiefs' room is begging for someone to come in and be the guy. Now, do I think we're going to go out and get someone? And are they going to be a difference maker? I don't know. Everyone talks about Andy Reid's playbook being so hard to understand and grasp right away. I, I don't think I don't think we're going to get a guy who's going to be a difference maker right off the bat. I, I don't think so. I think Kelsey's injury, yeah, the high ankle sprain, I think it'll be fine uh, going forward, but I think Kyle Pitts could be someone maybe we get, and then that's a down the line guy who can maybe supersede Travis Kelsey in a couple years, but I don't know. I I think for this year, making a move, I just don't see a receiver. I feel feel that the guys, Spags, Andy Reid, Mahomes, I feel like they think they have the guys in the room to do their thing. It's just I think we need to, maybe change up the snap count a little bit, sh- a little bit a shuffling. And I think the receiver problems gone because Kelsey goes out yesterday. You see uh, Rasheed Rice, you see Justin Ross step up. You see those two guys step up. And I think those guys are the future. Some may laugh at Justin Ross being the future or Rasheed Rice being the future, but I think those two guys are the future. And that R squared combo showed it off yesterday when Kelsey went out. Obviously when Kelsey went back in, He's peppered with targets, but you just saw kind of a more fluidity of an offense yesterday, where Mahomes was kind of going to everybody, and you saw that kind of that what we saw last year, where everyone was kind of dominating and picking up the the slack. And I think that's that's huge, and I think that's the reason why we aren't going to go for a receiver. Um, but looking at it realistically, I say we, we we go for Frank Clark, Chris Jones. You know, was gonna is gonna tout for that. Realistically, I, I think Natty's had a really solid season, and we have Chris Jones. I want us to get another, uh, bring in a D-tackle. I don't know who that is, and I don't know if anyone could uh, come in right now, but I think Nnamdi Sue would be a great guy to bring in. I mean, yeah, I don't know how much he has left in the tank, but we're talking about a guy who can come in and give us the reps inside, outside, and also you have a men who coming back. I think that's someone we could uh, – and obviously, Sue would be someone you can assign as a free agent, not um, not trade for. I, I just think the trading right now is just – not gonna really see much of that, I don't think at least – we did bring a down Peoples Jones, I'd love that. I wouldn't say anything about that. I don't know how much of an impact he'll have midseason. Um, even look at Kaderi's Tony, what, what he brought uh, as far as statistics when he came over last year, midseason. Great move, but he didn't really move the needle as, as far as statistics go in the season. Injured and also kind of um, getting the playbook down and all that. Obviously made a splash in the playoffs. The punt return was huge. But, yeah, so, I mean, I, I'm, I'm curious. I'm seeing a lot of receiver in the comments. Um, and yeah, I, I'm seeing here, uh, drunken, dunking. I like the guys. I think Rice and Ross have some good upside, but they aren't there yet. And that's true. They're not there yet. And I don't think, and I think that our coaches staff knows that hence why they're bringing them on slowly. Beach made the comment many weeks back that we're going to see Rasheed Rice and Justin Ross as a, as the season progresses, they're going to see them more acclimated into the offense. And we're week five right now. Justin Ross only got six snaps. It wasn't even as, as big a snapshot sure of the season. And he had two balls for twenty-eight yards. I think uh, MVS had those stats. He'd be pretty psyched up about that. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's my uh, that's my take on the trade aspect. Uh, obviously, the Monday Morning Tight End Show. We're gonna go into a little bit of grades from what we saw yesterday. Um, usually, JD's the one who does that. He's the uh, the guy who played the NFL for such a long time. He's the one who kind of dabbles and picks and chooses what he thinks about the o line. So and, and everything else. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to do my grades for today. Hope everybody in the comments uh, keeps your comments. Don't get at me too hard for this one, but um, all right. So we're, we're going to go with uh, we're talking about our receivers. I'll, I'll stick with the receivers, um, how they did yesterday. Um, and let me get. I'm going to bring out the poll for you guys, so you guys can uh, go ahead and uh, grade on what you guys thought of yesterday's performance. So yesterday, I thought it was the best performance of the year uh, yet. Ten different pass catchers. Um, I think uh, so. One, two, three, four. Five six, you had six of the 10 pass catchers, uh, or receivers yesterday. Well, we finally saw Justin Ross get some good amount of targets two for 28. Um, that 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 pass he caught uh, was unreal. The high pointing of it shows you what he can be. Um, he's not there yet, as uh, you're seeing in the comments, but that is the potential there, and that is why bringing another receiver may kind of prolong the kind of getting Justin Ross and these young guys acclimate to the game speed because you bring another guy that's less reps we're going to be getting uh from from justin ross um the guy i want to say who's done the who's wowed me and probably a lot of other people out there i see a lot of c's in the grades from you guys but i think justin watson needs to get his flowers he was kind of crapped on by a lot of people this offseason i i wasn't the biggest fan of justin watson and i think a lot of people were you can see online everyone's like oh cut justin watson He's made the most clutch catches in every game so far this season. That catch yesterday really kind of rejuvenated everyone. It got a little, it was a, it got a little spark plug for everybody. That should have been an interception, but Justin Watson went up there, man. He uh, took the elevator up to the uh to the penthouse, as he said after the game yesterday. But yeah, great uh catch for Justin Watson. Uh he's also another catch the other, the toe drag, which a lot of Minnesota Vikings fans are saying was it's not a catch. You slow it down, you freeze frame it. Both feet are on the ground. That's a catch. So I'm going to go ahead and give the guys, let's put this, an A. And that's maybe because we, at this point in the season, we're not getting the production that we thought we would get from the receivers, especially with MVS and Sky more. Yeah, I, I thought, I think we have to kind of at some point change our whole perspective on what these receivers are going to give us. Um, and I think what we saw yesterday was the best kind of, Overall, how it's going to go this year, and that's everyone's going to get involved. One catch, two catches, three catches, and you know, uh, just uh, Rashie Rice made the most of his opportunity. with thirty percent snaps, four catches, thirty-three yards, and a touchdown. I don't know if anybody else took the anytime touchdown for Rashie Rice yesterday, but I did. He looks great, and I think I hope they continue to give him more snaps because at some point, I think we need to see less of MVS out there. I know he's making a lot of money. I think I want to see more of Justin Watson. I want to see more of Justin Ross. I want to see more of um, Rasheed Rice. 30% snaps is criminal. He needs to be, make, he needs to be uh, getting more snaps than that. So that's where I have the uh, receivers. Let's go with the running backs now. Let's uh, go over to the running backs. See, this is an interesting one. Um, we did our normal go to the running backs and kind of go away from it uh, yesterday. After we had that full recovery in the beginning of the game, we kind of went to the running game right away. Um, we even had that wildcat run where I was direct snap to Pacheco. Pacheco took it, almost scored on it, but he ended up scoring play later. I'm going to give a B because we kind of went away from the run game. If you look at yards per carry, that was one of, uh, Pacheco's worst games as far as yards per carry, 16 for 55. However, the yards he was getting, man, tough running, just, just tough running. We haven't had a guy like that It's been a couple years since getting a guy who could actually do that. Obviously, Kareem Hunt was, was that and, and more. But we're starting to see Pacheco kind of own the game a little bit, kind of seeing the game. The game's slowing down for him. He's waiting for his blocks. He's a more patient runner. But he's getting these tough yards that we just weren't getting before. And then it's night and day because then when he does that, you put CEH and it's like, oh, man, running people's backs, not going anywhere. But I will say CEH is a necessary guy to have because we can't have – the way Pacheco runs so aggressive. It's such, you know, he's like he stops the ground like uh, the ground owes him money. You know, like – the way he runs, you need to have a guy to spell him. McKinnon's not really that spelling type. Um, McKinnon has his own, uh, what he does, his own niche, with the pass blocking and being the receiving receiver back out of the backfield. CH, three carries, four yards yesterday. It's just, I love CH coming out of college. I thought he was going to be great. We just don't use him properly. I mean, I really do think if CH is gone, gone in the offseason, which I do think is going to happen, Cincinnati's going to pick him up. And I could see him being the perfect, like, what P. Ryan was for them, I could see him being that in that offense. We're not using him in the way I think he should be best utilized, being more receiver back out of the backfield. But as far as being an every down back, I don't see it. Uh, he's had his chance, uh, injuries, and just, you know, not being a patient runner, running to people's backs. I don't know. I just, CH, the experiment didn't work in Kansas City. Uh, but overall, though, I think we averaged about 3.2 yards a carry yesterday. I liked what Pacheco brought to us, but overall it's a running back room together. I think I want to give it a, a B. I will say I was happy to see McKinnon being utilized more so than we have uh, so far this season. We've been saying like for a lot, like, where's McKinnon? We're not really utilizing him. We utilize him a little bit out of the backfield yesterday. Um, even he said during the week, I think they asked him what utilization wise. And he was like, Oh no, some, something's, something's got to give. Like, I want to be utilized a little bit more at Cause you know, they might be holding him for the postseason. guy. Who's had a, a history of injuries. You know, maybe they're using waiting to use him second half of the season because it's not really a 17-week season for the Chiefs. It's more about a twenty two, twenty three 23 week season for the Chiefs with the amount we go and how far we go in the playoffs. So yeah, I go uh I'm gonna go B for uh running backs and A for receivers. We're gonna go to tight ends. Now JD usually does a great job with the tight ends, obviously. Those are his guys, but um I'm gonna do my best here. I don't think we could say enough about what Travis Kelsey is to this team, he's the heart and soul of this team. He's a warrior, a guy who like I think everybody yesterday was uh, scared and and crying at the at the house when he went to the sideline and threw his helmet. I will say though, when he ran to the sideline, he, like they didn't help him up. Some people were saying Achilles, and it's like if you look at Achilles for the way the way Rogers went out, with the Achilles problem, and then the way Kelsey kind of emerged from the, the ground, he looked back, he held his foot and he held his uh, his ankle like that. It was a heel, it was the heel ankle part. So that's where I was like, oh, is it Achilles? And he ran the sideline, sat down, but threw his helmet. And so walked to the locker room. I was like, no, nah, he might be, he might be done. I think he's done for the game. Then they come out after halftime. You see that, you see that guy trucking on the field, running on the field, a little tape on his ankle, trying to get in. They weren't letting him in at first and they let him in. And what happened? We peppered that dude with targets. 10, uh, yeah, 10 catches, 67 yards. It seemed like we made a concerted effort when he came back in to get him the ball fast. And we weren't really doing that in the first half before he got injured, but He makes that amazing catch, uh, which they try to say was an interception, where his butt was clearly down. Uh, Probably one of the worst challenges. I'm a Minnesota Viking fan right now. I am furious that they even challenged that. The the way they handled the clock in the second half, I don't watch many Vikings games, but if that's the way all their games are as far as clock management goes, I mean, that was was wild. But, yeah, Kelsey, amazing. Uh, I'm going to give him an A. Uh, Noah Gray stepped up. Um, Blake Bell was uh, great in the running game a little bit. Um, but as far as overall totality-wise, no great. Uh, two catches, 21 yards. Kelsey did his thing, obviously, and then the touchdown. And just being able to work with Mahomes um, the, the way they do, they just have it down. It's like the the best duo, like ever. And you know, everyone's talk about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Give me Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey all day long, every day of the week. I love those two guys. I mean, and, and, and quite frankly, like it'll be a sad day when that time is gone. I believe uh, Carrington Harrison said, "Oh, this is father time." Uh, being undefeated. When we we didn't know when Travis Kelsey was going to be injured and how bad of an injury it was. So Father Time is not coming. It's undefeated, of course, but I think it's a long way to go until Father Time is coming at uh, knocking at Travis Kelsey's door because high ankle sprain or not, that guy came out second half, looked like a man possessed. I don't know if he's going to play on Thursday. I'm curious what you guys think. Should he play on Thursday? Denver's looking rough. We're a 10.5 point favorite at home. Should he play? I don't know. I think no Gray can handle the load, but I don't know. I think uh, Travis Kelsey doesn't need to play in that game on Thursday, but who knows? Obviously we'll see what, um, how bad the injury is. i sprain. kept They couldn't keep Mahomes off the field. Also. He had seven days or eight days to from that Saturday to Sunday to come back out uh, in the playoffs last year. But we only have a four day, three day turnaround. I don't know. But then he gets 10 days after that to rest. So I don't know, but I mean, seeing Kelsey come out in the second half, I think it was a relief for everyone just to see him out there, especially the guys on the field. So Yeah. Give me an A for the uh, the tight ends, of course. Um, o line yesterday, that's the you know we didn't see any. So I will say this. Uh, let's um, let's let me get to the other uh, polls for you guys. Um, let's give a round of applause to Juwan Taylor not getting called for the uh, uh, the, the formation, um, like lining up in the backfield, no full starts. Let's give him a round of applause today because you know what that was something that JD preached that it, it can be coached. It's not like a, a thing that's going to happen all year long. And I'm curious to see where he, where his alignment is versus what it was week one, week two, week three, where they're bombarding him with calls. Very curious to see how that, uh, how that uh, goes. I'm, I'm, I haven't seen anything online of people comparing his alignment. because We haven't seen the alignment issues. We're not calling it anymore. We're not calling the false starts anymore. He's got that out of the way. I will say, um, from, I think that was Mahomes' first. Uh, was that the first sack of the season yesterday? All I know is guys been the least touched quarterback yesterday or going into yesterday. Got two sacks yesterday. Yeah. I mean, 31, uh, 41 from a home. So like, obviously the old line was you know, back there 41 times yesterday, 41 pass attempts, but yeah, two sacks. I-, I will say, um, as far as what we saw, as far as the, um, the tackles, I think Donovan Smith is one of those guys. He's a mean dude. And these guys love running the ball. I will say that that's one thing. JD always says we're a pat. We're a pass happy team. So generally, offensive linemen, they don't like to sit in their heels. That They like to the freaking go be road graders and do their thing. I'm going to give them a B, but I will say there's one play you guys need to look. It was uh, when we are pushing the pile. Donovan Smith, clean clocks a dude. Just throws a dude down. I mean, Donovan Smith's an old school kind of guy. Uh, I know there's a mix of opinions. There were some people who wanted us to keep Orlando Brown Jr. around. Um, and then, you know, do we, you know, and then not have to pick Donovan Smith up. But we did pick up Donovan Smith. And I, I'll tell you what. Orlando Brown Jr. I don't know what your opinion is on him or not, but I'll say Donovan Smith has been pretty solid, um, and the guy's not making anything, and he's going to make a lot of money in the open market next year. But hopefully, he comes around, sticks around um, uh, uh, next year on a, on a, on a fairly g- a good deal. And I could see Veach doing that, going to the bargain bin to uh, pay the guy because the guy likes going to uh, Veach is a you know he's a he's a bargain bin shopper. You know they sometimes sometimes you need to do that. Other times for different positions, like the left tackle, I don't think bargain bin shopping is the best. But nonetheless, a B against the Vikings defense that really hasn't done much this year. Um, so allowing two sacks, kind of rough there. But overall, I think they did a superb job. Could have been better in the run game. Um, obviously, CH can tackle the backfield. Um, he actually, one of his best runs, he did get uh, ta- he did get uh, approached in the backfield. And then he ended up getting two yards. That might have been his only positive run of the game. But um, yeah, so I'm going to give uh, the O line a B and let's go to our guy, PM15. Um, let's see, where's making a poll for you guys to get in on this? Sorry, guys. Just go into this. There you go. All right. So, what this is, the, I always love to see what people give Pat because everyone, you know, he's Patrick Mahomes. So, like, I'm curious to see how everyone, how harsh everyone judges him. But uh, I'm going to give him, oh, we got a Deer or Lower. I wonder if that's a Chief fan or someone else. Yeah. See, for me, I'm gonna go uh B plus. I'm gonna go B plus here. Um obviously 31 to 41, 281 yards, average about seven yards, uh completion, two touchdowns, uh was sacked twice. The way Patrick Mahomes played yesterday, you know what? Not B plus. I'm gonna give him an A. Not A plus, but I'm gonna give him an A. He finally had a People talk about, oh, do the receivers get more separation yesterday than they had been, or was Pat not holding the ball as long? I think Pat played better yesterday, taking what the defense gave him. And that allowed the receivers to kind of do their thing. Because before, Pat's holding the ball for a long time. Last week, he was holding the ball for a long time. It seemed like we Pat went back to his um, two-years-ago ways, when the year everyone was doing two-eye safety, everyone thought they figured out Patrick Mahomes. Pat went back to what he was last year, which was taking what the defense is giving him. He would, if you look at it, look, look, look at the game again. He wasn't holding the ball that long. He was getting him out. He was getting the ball out yesterday, but it was just, it was perfect. And that you got 10 guys involved yesterday. And was the most we've had all season. I, I don't know how I wear a to last year. I know everyone, everyone on the mom caught a pass from him last year, but 10 guys catching the ball, six receivers. He was getting the ball to everyone. And then when Kelsey came out, he was taking what Kelsey was giving him. I, the, the touchdown, there, there was a play last week where Kelsey flashed open, at like the goal line area, uh, Pat held the ball in too long and didn't get him the ball. What happened yesterday, Kelsey flashes right open. I think it was like a, was a quick little uh, hitch route at the, the goal line. As soon as he turned around, Pat was there to throw it to him. There was one where Pat, um, avoided the sack, kind of that little like kind of ran in a circle a little bit and it was running toward the line of scrimmage. They threw kind of like a little an angle route to uh, Kelsey. They got him down to like the like, two yard line, but like. Pat played a great game yesterday. I think that what the receivers did yesterday, I know they gave the receivers an A. I'm giving Pat an A as well. I think Pat finally took what the defense gave him, and that's what we've been waiting for. They're gonna give you stuff all day long, dude. They they're scared of the deep ball, so the underneath stuff's gonna be there. And what happened? The underneath stuff was there, hence why Kelsey had 10 catches, hence why Rasheed Rice had four catches. And also the ball that he threw to Rasheed Rice for that touchdown was maybe one of the best balls I've seen all year. I mean, I was just you can't throw it any perfectly than that. Uh, Two of the balls that uh, Justin Ross dropped. Perfect placement on those balls. Um, Obviously, he let his receivers make make a play. The Justin Watson catch. Kind of a questionable throw, but what happened? Justin Watson went up and got it. So, like, you know, he's putting putting his receivers out there in good positions to do their thing. Uh, There was also another play where he threw a bomb to Justin Watson, almost picked off. You know, you're going to have questionable throws. You throw 41 times a game, it's going to happen. But I thought Patrick Mahomes played the most efficient game of the season, and he finally took what the defense gave him. And, hey, we came out 27-20, covered the spread. I don't know if you had it at five and a half or you had it at three where to finish that. But, hey, we covered the spread seven points. Um, Vegas thought it was going be a closer game than that. Uh, but I took the over in that game. I got screwed on that. I don't know if anybody else did as well. All right, so we're going to go to our defense. Um, so D-line. So, obviously, at had three sacks yesterday. Um, big game. But also there were times where Kirko had all day back there. Um, and I don't know if bats were not getting. Um, and this is we're talking about a offensive a, uh, line that's one of the worst in the league. I mean, you watch that Philly game, at least the first half of that Philadelphia game. This Eagles have the best D line in the league, but they were eating him alive, uh, Kirko. Cousins comes out, um, had had himself a decent game, 284. Uh, but I mean, his QBR was pretty rough. But we're talking. I mean, he was throwing back, stepping back there nearly 50 times yesterday. We end up getting three sacks. And, uh, Chris Jones, uh, welcome back to the uh, um, sack party. Got another one, I think, with four and a half in three games. So he's having a pretty good year. I think we, we stopped their run game pretty well. I mean, Alexander Madison hasn't been anything special, but they went, away, they, they went away from the run pretty early with, uh, yeah, the 18 carries total for 70 yards on the game. Madison, eight for 26. But, I mean, I think it wasn't really a special game by any means. I mean, I, I think at the end of the game really showed you Spags' play calling was phenomenal. Um, like the the perfectly timed blitzes at the end when Jefferson was out there and Hawkinson wasn't out there, we were just freaking blitzing the crap out of Kirk. and Kirk had have, you know, pick uh, you know uh, Addison and also um uh, and KJ Osborne. So like, I think the defensive play calling was great yesterday. I think the D line kind of got worked against one of the worst lines in the league. Three sacks is great. I'm not I'm not dogging that at all. And stopping the run game completely was great. But as far as what we expected against a really bad offensive line, they, they were playing with their backup center during that game, and they it just, what didn't. Outside of Chris Jones, really didn't seem like there's much. But Mike Dana, I will say, Mike Dana has been a huge bright spot in this defense. Uh, the guy who could play DT, play on the outside, he could do it all. Swiss Army have the D line. I thought he's been a uh, great this year, contract year, so he's going to get paid. I don't know if it's going to be in Kansas City, but he's going to get paid. Um, so yeah, kudos to him. Uh, linebackers, I'm going to get the linebackers an a, again, this is without, um, Nick Bolton, the third game in a row, Drew Tranquil has been one of the best pickups this year. Um, I know everyone's always talked about Drew Tranquil. Um, he's not like a, uh, what do you call it? Um, one of those guys that everyone's not talking about, not an underrated guy by any means. Um, but I think Tranquil has come in uh, one year deal, obviously prove it deal, um, that he turned down more money from San Diego and they ended up signing somebody else. But he's done he's played great. Willie Gay's been a phenomenal. Another guy, contract year, kind of the common denominator we're seeing. All these guys, contract years, are all stepping up. Maybe that's what Veach found. Maybe just sign a bunch of guys uh, on the defense at one year deals and have them play their ass off and just continue, continue to do that every year. But no, I'll, I'll say uh, Tranquil played his uh, ass off. Running backs weren't doing anything yesterday. So, like, and, that, and even in the backfield, I think. Um, yeah, Madison had been averaging like three or four catches a, a game uh, going into this one. What happened? I think he had he had two catches yesterday. Yeah, touchdown. But like overall, Tranquil's been great, and uh, Willie Gay's been phenomenal. Um, Willie Gay's probably one of the most athletic linebackers in the league, and I thought he looked phenomenal yesterday. Um, yeah, I can't say anything bad about what they did yesterday. I'm going to give him an A. Uh, I love I love what Tranquil and um, Tranquil's been really brought to this defense because he's a Swiss Army knife; he can do it all. Coverage, more of a coverage coverage backer, I would say not so much of a plugger like uh Bolton is. And when this, when the when Bolton comes back, this defense, man, it's, it's already one of the best defenses in the league, best in the Peshmer Mahomes era. But when Bolton comes back, man, sky's the limit for this defense. Really? Uh, we're going to go to DBs. Now, DBs. Hey, we're talking about guys who made themselves money yesterday. Let's talk about Legarius Sneed. That dude made his like, contract year. This is going to be a game where his agent, they point to when they want when they say their number and Veach is like, Yeah, we're not gonna match it, or they do match it. But well, this is gonna be a game they point to. They literally made a concerted effort, and I think Spag said it today during his press conference. Justin Jefferson was the guy they wanted to phase out, and they wanted Sneed to be on him all over. And Sneed, man, he played his ass off. Jefferson had um had three for 28 or something like that. He left the game early, but what fourth quarter early, you know. But Sneed played his ass off. Um, I think what was a... Was it he had the force fumble yesterday? Um, was it him or was it Cook? I think Cook recovered it. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was a recovered. Um, but yeah, defensively, this is another guy. We're talking about um, uh, free agent acquisitions. Give me Mike Edwards. Where the hell did that guy come from? He's, he has the only interception we have in the season. I, he almost had another interception yesterday, which I'm surprised we didn't pick off Kirk Cousins. Another uh, bet that I had, I thought he was going to at least throw one pick in, plus we only have one interception on the season. We're we'll due at some point, but Mike Edwards. I will say this: Tranquil has been a great addition, but the most underrated signing was the Mike Edwards signing from Tampa Bay. He had one pick yesterday, uh, one pick um, a few weeks back in Chicago. Almost had one yesterday, but he's he's all over the ball. That guy's a ball hawk. Uh, but Sneed did his thing. McDuffie continues to, to, to thrive and um, probably one of the most sure tacklers. I, he was PFF's highest grade DB. I don't I don't know where he is right now after uh, yesterday, but. Sure tackler. He leads the league and uh, leads a team in tackles so far, going into yesterday. But like, yeah, I can't say enough about the, the DBs and what these guys have done. Um, now will Sneed get paid in the offseason? I don't know. That's gonna be an interesting one, but yesterday, I know it was great for us as far as yesterday. I don't know how great that is for us in the long run because Sneed's one of those guys, man. I know the Swiss Army knife, I know a lot of people thought we drafted Shamari Connor from Virginia Tech to replace him. It's tough. It's tough to replace a guy like that. And I don't know if um, Jamari Conner can uh, be that guy. Maybe he might, he might be. Sneed obviously wasn't a high pick from La Tech, but like, Sneed's been everything we've we've like been looking for for DB. You know, for many years, going out and getting the veteran, Bashad Breeland, Sean Smith. Like, what we've, what we've kind of crafted and like, you know, rose up with, with LeJerry Sneed from a rookie to now. He's been awesome. And if this is his last year, you know, so be it. But like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss him if it is his last year. But yeah, give me an A for the DBs. They've collectively played a really good season this year. Um, and yeah, Justin Jefferson, the guy, the world beater, three for 28 yesterday. And even TJ Hawkinson, let me say this about the linebackers going back and the safeties. We've been eaten up by tight ends this year. Laporta dominated us, Evan Ingram dominated us. Um and yesterday I know Hawkinson Hawkinson had a decent game, but by his standards, that wasn't like a, the best game, right? Five or fifty-one. Solid, he didn't reach any of his over-unders as far as Vegas had it. I think they had 53 and a half receiving yards and then uh over five and a half catches, so he didn't he didn't meet uh his over-unders yesterday. So, like, you know, I, I gotta say, hats off to the defense for stopping the tight ends finally. Um, so yeah, that's uh where I have that. And last but not least, we're gonna go to our old friend Dave Tube here to end the show. We got uh DeGrain's special teams. So we had an interference on the um one of the punt coverages. Uh, I believe it was Nick Jones uh who uh, interfere with the uh, uh, a fair, fair catch interference. Obviously not his fault, but that you know, that happens. Um but then the fourth and two we had we left our defense in there to stop the uh the fake punt. Now I know everyone said well, it was not Tubes fault sometimes defense uh, all, the teams make better plays and that's fair but like I feel like every week we're pointing to something special teams wise and we're like like what's going on here. Obviously Dave Tube we could point back to his history Chicago Bears um special teams coordinator during the Devin Hester years. Now is that Devin Hester or is that just Dave Tube, you know. And and I will say this, Dave Tube is, has been solid for pretty much most of his career. It's only been the last like 2 or 3 years we're like what's going on with Tube. And I just know I don't know it's a, it's a it's a blunder that happens and then also you talk about 10 penalties throughout the game. Um, the only penalties that I mean, the only penalty that happened special teams wise was the um was uh the the pair cash interference, but I don't know. I, I feel like we got we definitely got a return man, so that's one check mark that we get down. Matro sure Washington's a beast. I think he only had one return yesterday, it was only it was a kick return that he had. Uh, I think it took it to the 25 in this day and age, 25 is a win as far as to ever returning. And, and honestly, in that case, take a touchback is good at the 25 anyway, but I will say I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it special teams a C see. Um, they just every week I just want one week where you don't have like something going on in the special teams department where it's like, you don't have the point to like, Oh man, what's tube doing? Oh, it's tobe again. You know, like at at what point are we going to just have a a penalty free game or just a a mishap free game from the special teams? I I will say mantra Washington has been great Denver. Thank you. And hopefully, you know, we're playing Denver Thursday night. Hopefully we see a little mantra Washington on offense. Maybe, and maybe he gets like a, I don't know, does something on offense that can uh, that can say, Hey, going on Denver, give him a little peace sign, little, uh, Hill deuces. But I will say Marshall Washington has been a, a bright spot. Um, and that's one thing that going into the season, like, Oh, who's going to be a return man. This guy Moore, is it Richie James. And I think when Richie James does return from his eye um, on IR, he's not going to have a spot as far as special teams wise, because that's mantra Washington's spot all the way, probably one of the best in season uh, acquisitions. Um, I, I will say, but, um, yeah, so that's, that's where I have. I'm going to, go see for special teams. Play calling offensively, I'm going to give that uh, an A. It was nice. It was very uh, well-rounded, balanced approach offensively. Um, But, yeah, that's uh, the grades for for Monday morning tight end. I'm Marcus Dash with Chief Concerns Podcast. Uh, You guys can follow us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We have former Chiefs players and current Chiefs players uh, coming on all the time. Uh, Kendrick West is actually going to be on the show in a few weeks. And uh, our guy, our few frequent guest, Tyler Thickpen, is going to be coming on – soon uh, on the show. So yeah, with with myself, former Chiefs tight end Jason Dunn, um, this is Chief Concerns, and we hope you guys enjoy the stream. We'll see you guys on Wednesday at 3 o'clock to preview the Denver Broncos and Chiefs game, Thursday night football game on Amazon Prime. So we'll see you guys. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, Subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.